0: I remember when the Giants were good, although they weren't that good that year, but Odell Beckham took the league by storm, 877-337-6666, McMonagher with you, taking your phone calls till 5 o'clock in the warm show, Alex on the other side, and we briefly touched on the Rangers, Um, obviously they get to win 3-1, Jimmy VC two goals, um... And they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've now won three in a row with Quick behind the goal behind the in between the pipes. And obviously the last two here to start uh the second half or post uh All-Star break and while they're giving Shusterkin a rest here. And, you know, that's it's it's an interesting thing to me. These are these are good wins, and Quick's been playing great. And ultimately I agree you're not making a long term goalie change but i don't think i mess with this for a while i i'd give this a run and you even heard look you know no one's again no one's disparaging igor uh even quick said that he's the best goalie in the world and they've talked him up and they're just like something's up with igor i don't know what it is and and they've they've tried multiple things to to get him going but he has just not been that same goalie he was a couple years ago when he won the vesna and was just a dominant force And really even going into the postseason that year, he was that great he was the great best goalie in the world, had that unbelievable year. I mean, and when I say unbelievable, I mean that year he won the Vesna a couple years ago, he was better than Hank ever was. Like that was a better year than Lundquist ever had. That's how good he was. And then even in the postseason against against Pittsburgh, they they made it through that series and and even the next series, but he wasn't you know, he had his moment. They they got, you know, blown out in a couple games with bad goals and like it just Something's been up since then, and, and, you know, it just hasn't been the same. It just hasn't felt the same. And now he's been inconsistent. And they tried playing him a lot. Now they're going to try easing off and working on stuff. And there's nothing wrong with it, especially if Quick's going to play well. Quick, Quick's been a great goalie in this league for a long time. I mean, Quick, Quicks won Stanley Cups. He's an excellent goaltender, and right now he's given them the best chance to win. And as they approach a trade deadline where they desperately need to add some some depth, much like the Rangers, they need to add uh, some. They could use a center in the worst way. They've really got no production out of the the bottom lines here for the most part, and. You know, a team that was starting off eight and four, eighteen and four and looked like they were gonna take the league by storm and have this great regular season. They're still very good at thirty six and, and uh, thirty two and sixteen and first place in their division, uh, and have taken care of the avalanche and the lightning here to start this second half. But ultimately they're not we talked about this a lot, they need they need Igor to be at his best. That that's what it's about. They're not gonna win anything unless they figure out a way to score more 5 on 5 and not rely so heavily on the power play and get better goaltending and get the best out of Igor and if motivating him and and working on things and playing quick for a while I have no problem as long as he's winning he plays now I understand the goalie position doesn't lend itself to just completely you know playing every single game but I think he plays for a while, even if, even if Igor comes in and has a good performance. Like, say Quick plays the next four or five games, three, three, four games, and then they put Igor in for a game. Even if Igor plays well, I go back to Quick for a little while. Like, I have no problem letting this last as long as Quick is playing well. Like, I want to motivate Igor. Now, eventually you go back to him. But right now this team could use a spark, and maybe Quick gives it to him. I think it's 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 an interesting proposition. They're gonna give him some time, let him work on some stuff. Fine. Sounds good to me. You got a tremendous backup goalie right now. And Quick's been great. And yes, Igor's still number one, right? We we expect it. We know it. When they get to the playoffs, Igor's gonna be in goal. There's no doubt about it. But you gotta try and get the best guy between now and then, unless he completely falls apart and this works backwards and he never mentally <laughs> captures it again. And he's never that good. Now you're just going in with quick, which right now he's playing well enough where you feel okay about it. But it was a good win, a good couple of wins here. Uh, Vesey with uh, with two goals and an empty netter uh, at the end. Uh, They played well defensively. Early on in the game, this is back-to-back nights, I really back-to-back games at least, where I felt like the other team, the Avs, and then in this case Tampa Bay, had the better of the, the, uh, the skating, the better of the play the first period. And then from that point on, the Rangers kind of take over the games. Uh, really, even the Abs. the first two periods. They come back in the third, play well, tie the game, and then win in overtime. And uh, I think they score two goals in the second period in this game after a, a, a first period where Tampa Bay kind of was the faster, stronger team. But they're good enough to really go on a run here, but you need Igor. So whatever it takes to figure it out. So I'd give him some time. You got to go out there and add some depth. You got to get some, you know, you got to get some centers. You need some someone to bolster some of these these uh, the third and fourth lines, uh, especially with the, the 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 terrible news about Filipino uh, that that sucks and I feel terrible for him. And hopefully this you know this this is a career threatening type thing with the amount of concussions he's had and how easily he you know gets more of them. It doesn't take much, unfortunately, to, to give him more issues, which is a scary scary thing. Uh, so they need some depth and they need their goalie to be at his best. Eight seven seven. Three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's get to the phone calls. Ralph in New Haven. What's up, Ralph? Hi, Ralph New Haven.
2: Thanks for having me. Uh, you got it, buddy. You're talking about Al
0: Pacino movies. I, br- you know? I yeah, we've been doing this thing. Someone asked me about. Um, it started with Kurt Russell uh, last week. For uh, out of okay. nowhere, someone asked me for my favorite Kurt Russell movie, and it led to a fun conversation. So uh, every so- I've been uh, going through some actors, and Al Pacino is a classic one. And that the uh, any given Sunday speech. uh, is what made me think to do Al Pacino.
2: Sure. I mean thinking of Kurt Russell. He was great in Miracle, too. He
0: was great in he Miracle. Was he was great in Miracle.
2: Yeah. yeah um, my favorite Al Pacino movie is uh, kind of overlooked a little bit. Justice for All. Um, I think he was excellent in
0: that. Is I that the You're Out of Order? We're All Out of Order? Yes. You're yes. Out of Order. You're all out of order. So yeah, yeah, a yeah. Great yeah.
2: For that, which kind of a similar ending in Scent of a Woman that he did, too, uh, where he kind of has a speech near the end.
0: Yeah. But, uh, right.
2: I loved him in Serpico. a um, Love. Uh, He's good in. Um another one called uh, Frankie and Johnny was pretty with Michelle Pfeiffer he yeah. years ago. And mm-hmm. as far as sports movies, I, I grew up I'm sixty I'm sixty three, so I used to like North Dallas forty it was a pretty pretty crazy movie. a long as even though it was a comedy, it was a sports movie. Uh and then you'll go back even further, uh people a, bit, a tearjerker, a great story, uh sad story it was a uh,
0: Brian Song Brian
2: Song yeah. Brian Song I mean, it's,
0: that's one of my you
2: know that's it's a, it's a great very well done movie
0: yeah. there's an
2: obscure movie that nobody I think has ever seen it's called Lords of Granite in 1973 it came out played by Ernest Borgnine. it's about uh, Vince Lombardi it was a TV movie but I thought mm. it was very well done Um, I watched it and he, there was a scene in there where um, Paul Horning was always noted for uh, going out and getting girls at night and he gets caught he gets caught for the second time but by Ernest Borgnine, who played Lombardi. And Lombardi said, well, you know, next time I got to charge you $500. Now, back then, in 1962, sure. that was a lot of money. A lot of money. That was a lot of money. So, so just to ease it, while he was walking away, Paul Harding, he says, hey, if you find a girl worth $500, come knock on my door. Just to kind of <laughs> say, I understand what you're doing, but right, right, you, know, right. you got you to play by the rules. Yeah, you know but,
0: what? Uh, and thank you for the call, Ralph. Um... We, I, there was a, I forget what year it was. It's got to, it's got to be going back 10 years now. Um, I hope my wife's not listening, but I remember because I, I took my ex girlfriend and we, it's been, it's been 10 years I've been with my wife. So it's got to be going back 10, 11 years. Um, the, the, the Broadway play on, um, on Vince Lombardi played by, what's his name? He was the father in, um, he was the father in uh, the, uh, the TV show about the 70s. Oh, my God. I'm losing my mind. Um, He did a tremendous job, and it was a really great play. Uh, Wonder Years. He was the father in the Wonder Years. Thank you. Just couldn't think of that. I thought of that myself. Eventually, it came around. Who's the, the father in the Wonder Years? Let me see the cast. Um... What was his name? Uh Dan Loria, right. So Dan Loria played Vince Lombardi and it was on this little set and they helped us get tickets uh the station they came around promoted it and stuff. And it was like in a little circle in the middle of uh, uh of of the theater. It wasn't like a play on a stage. It was like this little intimate thing and it was in the it was this, like in a in the middle of a circle and it was a tremendous show. It was really good, it was really interesting. I remember they they played it up too. Like Dan he did promos for the Super Bowl dressed as Lombardi. It was really it was it was a great show. So I'm sure a movie about him. I never heard of a movie about uh Vince Lombardi to be fair. I have I have never I've never heard of Ernest Borgnine playing uh Vince Lombardi. Howard and Forest Hills, what's up Howard?
2: Yeah, hey Chris. uh, About Al Pacino movies, my favorite is Heat. Yeah, uh, with Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, Tom Sizemore, directed by uh, Michael Mann, excellent director. And the ending is a bank robbery with a big uh, shootout.
0: Big shootout,
2: which is based on a real life event, which happened to be uh, caught on uh, videotape. Also, Mm -hmm. you know, and. what do we call it? Uh, that's my favorite uh, Pacino movie. They have one scene uh, with uh, De Niro and uh, Pacino in a coffee shop. That's the only time when uh, they're together in the film.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. No, uh, the Heat is an excellent movie. Uh, there was always this talk about a second one coming out because there was a second book. We talked about that um, with Marco. He's a big... Uh, that uh, that Heat is definitely a great one. It's with Robert De Niro as well. I mean, you can't go wrong. I'm trying to think of some um, under-the-radar ones. I love The Insider. That's a great movie. Uh, Al Pacino's good in that, too. He's got a couple of great scenes as a uh, producer for 60 Minutes. Uh, uh, Lowell Bergman, he does uh, a great job with that. I have to say the the one one that sticks out in my mind, since we're talking about football movies and we're talking about um, biographies of football coaches, I think arguably, and I haven't seen every one of his movies, and he was in Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler. So I don't, I don't want to say you know he's never had a worse performance, but I have to admit, and I love Pacino, his portrayal of Joe Paterno was, that movie was awful. And it just, I wasn't even sure he was, it was like he was half asleep so through the whole movie. Like it was, I think it was an HBO movie. It was terrible, it was terrible. And he was, I mean, I don't even know he was awful, and I felt like he wasn't even in it. I mean, it was like half the movie is just him sitting, hitting around where people talk around him. Like, it was awful. It was really bad. That's probably the worst thing I've seen. And, again, he was in Jack and Jill, where Adam Sandler plays twin brother and sister, and they're on a cruise ship, and Al Pacino's trying to date the the sister. I mean, we're talking about bad movies. And I love Adam Sandler. Love Adam Sandler. That's not one of his best. Not one of his best. Now, he did Jack Kevorkian, too, for HBO. He had a, he had a run of, like, bio-movies. He did Jack Kevorkian. He did Phil Spector. He did Joe Paterno. The Jack Kevorkian one was actually, I thought he was pretty good in it, and Phil Spector, he was pretty good in it. But the the, pater, the Paterno one was just really, really bad. Uh David and Clifton. What's up, Dave? Hey, hey back. Thank you so much, bro. Dave, what's up, man? Thank you for How calling. Are you, man? I'm, bro, I'm doing I, bro. I, I, I I'm doing great, man. I appreciate
3: everything that you do for the station. You've been doing it for a long time. Been doing bro, it for a long and,
0: time. That is true. And
3: you've been doing it for a long time, bro. And we, I yep. appreciate you. Oh
0: well, bro. thank you very much, bro.
3: And I know you got your fandom, and we we get so enticed with our fandom, but you always keep it real, bro. You keep it line. I try my it's best. Gotta, you got to keep it line. You got to keep it line with that. And it's hard. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard, but I do appreciate it. I was calling about Danny Jones and the Danny Jones situation, you know? Yeah. I'm a hardcore Danny Jones guy, man. I believe in Danny Jones because I believe that he was a victim of a lot lot of dropped passes. People People don't remember about Danny Jones the other years before he got hurt. That he delivered those passes to those receivers that dropped those passes that are in other parts of the league. Evan Ingram... Uh, yeah, the, the well, guy that's come the guy that's going to the championship this uh it's uh James it's Tony James,
0: James Tony. oh James. James yeah James uh yeah you did though um i'll I'll try we'll put him back up he gets one more chance here's the problem Dave, are you with me I'm sorry that's okay sorry. I got you I know it was an accident um here's the thing though everything you just all the players you mentioned have been more successful since they left Daniel Jones I, I mean, you you mentioned, and I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, what, uh, what's his name? Ingram dropped a ton of passes. He just became the fourth tight end in NFL history to have 110 receptions. I mean, he's been a stud going to Jacksonville with Lawrence. A stud.
3: But you know what happened with Lawrence? He came up short with Lawrence in key situations.
0: He had and 110 those games, receptions. And those,
3: and those, and, but, yeah. But he still didn't come through when when Daniel Lawrence no, had those passes. No, I I to disagree, to, I disagree to to with the you, Daniel.
0: No, I disagree with you. Yeah, no, he wasn't the reason. He was playing great down the stretch. He uh,
3: was playing, but there was there were certain situations where he didn't come up.
0: But the point there is, was, the point is, is he was extremely disappointing as a giant, and then he goes and he's one of a handful of tight ends to get that many receptions when he leaves, like Daniel. Do, do, Dan doesn't Daniel Jones take a hit when guys leave and play better without him?
3: What was that?
0: I'm, I'm Dave, and thank you for the call. I'm saying Daniel Jones gets some blame when guys leave and play better without him. Like, again, I'm not trying to blame Daniel Jones, but how many years... Now, look, I don't think this is a completely fair statement, but I just happened to be scrolling through Twitter and someone uh, retweeted... Uh, Tiki defending Daniel Jones, which I understand where Tiki's coming from. But, like, I think this, you know, it makes the bear, it, it, this tweet makes sense to me. It's uh, Again, these quarterbacks aren't nearly as, as good as, some of them aren't as good as Daniel Jones. Almost all of them aren't, but the Bears are out on Justin Fields after three years. The Jets are out on Zach Wilson after two years. Although now it's, you know, this is the third year. Commander's out on Sam Howell after two years. Patriots out on Mac Jones after three years. Giants still think Daniel Jones, after six years, is worth forty million dollars. Like that's—it's been six years. Like, how long does he get to prove it? How many different adorations of coaching and uh, an offensive lineman and this and that? Like, I get it. He's shown some. He's shown some glimpses. You know, you tell me Fields hasn't shown some glimpses. I know they got the number one pick, but the Giants are there at six. Like, I mean, it's time to move on. If the answer isn't yes, it's no. I mean, that's just the way. If the answer is not yes yet, it's no. I can't do this anymore. I can't go into another year of Giants football saying, let's find out about the quarterback. I can't do it. And now we're trying to find out about him with a $40 million price tag on him. Like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do this. I can't dance this dance with Daniel Jones anymore. I can't. I'm tired. It's not, it's just, it's not going to happen here. Mike and Merrick, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you?
4: Good. You're over those New York Rangers.
0: How about those New York Rangers? Big three wins with Quick and Goal.
4: Oh, we need something Quick in the net every single game.
0: I, I mean, quit. I again, I I don't think he's the starting goalie immediately, but I'm I do think you play him for a while. You let. Until you start, until it goes the other way. Right now, he's been great. You play him. I completely agree.
4: Yes, and the Rangers will go to the Stanley Cup. Here we come. We could be in New York City partying in the streets.
0: That'd be nice.
4: Watch out, everybody in New York City. Well, watch let, out.
0: Yeah, let's watch out, Mike. I don't. I don't know. I'm concerned about the Rangers. I'm concerned. I mean, listen, it's a great win. It's a great three wins in a row, and the last two in particular is coming out of the break have been, you know, good, solid wins against good, good playoff teams. But I, right now, I'm, I'm worried about what happens when they can't score power play goals. And as much as I, the way Jonathan Quick's playing right now, the goalie is a question. I mean, uh, Quick eventually. I think part of the reason you see the best out of Quick, especially at his age, is because he doesn't have to play all the time. I don't expect this to continue. I don't know if he's going to be great forever. I don't think you can go through the whole year. The goalie still has to be Igor. I don't think anyone is honestly saying that Igor is no longer the starting goalie, and if the playoffs started today, it's it's Jonathan Quick. Like, I, I, I don't think we're at that point where we've given up on Igor, and he's now the backup goalie. But, I do think this trial of, of giving him something to think about and watching another, you know, losing ice time and working on things, that doesn't have to end tomorrow. This can be a prolonged thing on some level until Quick stops winning games. But, you know, if Quick continues to win, if, you know, if, if the Rangers continue to play well with him, with him behind the pipes, then, like, that's the way it should stay. I don't see any reason why, you know, it doesn't have to be a one- or two-game thing. Like, they play the Blackhawks tomorrow in Chicago. I mean, the Blackhawks aren't very good. In fact, they're awful. But, I mean, if he plays that game, I mean, this might be a game to get Igor in there against the lousy Blackhawks, but if Quick plays and wins... Why Why? Why change anything? Keep going. And if you look at the numbers right now, you know, Igor, he's got a, you know, he's. Uh, it's a two-point, Igor's 2.86 goals a game, Quick is 2.35. Uh, Igor is an 8.899 uh, save percentage, Quick is not, uh, .918. Like, he's just playing better. He's been the more consistent goalie all year, and eventually you need the most out of Quick. Let's see how. Oh, uh, excuse me, of Igor. But right now, there's no reason this can last a while. This doesn't have to be a little five game spurt. And okay, now you go back to Igor. This can last a while. I think you ride the 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 hot hand. Now eventually you're going to have to force Igor back in. I, I mean, unless Quick just continues to play lights out, which uh, I find hard to believe. And I still think the best chance. For the Rangers to win the cup is with Igor and Nett at his best, but you got to find a way to do that. Nick in Long Island, what's up, Nick?
5: Hey, Chris, what's up, buddy?
4: How are you?
0: Do? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you?
5: Great, man. Let me ask you a question. As a sure. Ranger fan, as a Ranger fan, you got to know that Quick scored the Ranger fan back in 2012. I think when they played against LA. Yeah. So, Quick's got it. I mean, you know he's got it. He has the mindset. He's there. Do you think in any way, shape, or form, Igor's a little rattled by, by Quick? I'm
0: just asking. No. Do I do I think that that's the reason why he hasn't played well is because he knows Quick is a legitimate goalie behind him? Yeah. No. I don't think so. I think something's okay. – I mean, I, I think this this started I, – I mean, uh, the inconsistencies, uh, I thought, have been here a little bit even before Quick came here. Um so, no, I, I, but, you know, maybe you'd piss him off by playing quick as much as, you know, maybe the talk becomes quicks the, the goalie, quicks winning games, Igor's losing steam, Igor's losing ice time, maybe it motivates him. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to figure out how to connect with Igor and get him back to playing the best hockey because I don't think there's any question. Igor at his best is better than quick at his best. Certainly now it is at his age. So 100%. 100%. you got to figure – so that's the goal. The goal is to win games in the meantime, no doubt. It's about winning games. But the goal is to get Igor on track. And they tried playing him a lot, and that didn't necessarily work. And now they're going to try sitting him and working on some things, giving him some time to think and giving him some time to watch another goalie win games with his team and take over his spot and maybe get to him on some way. You got to find a way to connect Igor. And I don't know. I've talked to Ranger fans, my buddy, you know, Brian Monzo. I've talked to Monzo about this. He believes that Igor kind of lacks a killer effort. And I think you're gonna. F- I think this is a good time to find out, because if a, a killer or someone who who wants this desperately is not gonna like watching Quick win three games in a row. Like this is th- th- for a for a guy who has desire, who believes this is his team, who believes that net is his, who believes that he's the best goalie in the world, and who thinks that the Rangers are not as good with anybody else out there besides him. That kind of guy is pissed off right now. And if, and if you go through this and you start to recognize that Igor is not pissed off, that Igor is fine with the current situation, then maybe you recognize you have a bit of an issue and you got to figure it out some way or, or you know, somehow. Because right now you got a lot of fire under this guy. It just feels like there's no fire underneath him. Now, that's probably from a bird's eye view and maybe even a bit unfair I I understand that we when I'm not in that room I don't know them we make you know sweeping generalizations that we really don't know and I'm I, I get that aspect of it all I can tell you is what I see and what I see is a little bit of it and I've talked to other Ranger fans who see more of it of just a little bit of a lack of intensity or a little bit of a lack of oh well you know tonight didn't go my way and now we'll see, because he's losing ice time and he's losing his team. Now, I don't know. I, I don't think he is, but can you make him believe he is and just see how he reacts to it? It's worth giving it a try, especially now while you're winning games. Why not go with it? Danny and Tom's River. What's up, Danny? Chris, long time no talk, buddy. How we doing? Good, buddy. How are you?
5: Not bad. I actually just got off the ice. I had a playoff game in a uh, competitive men's league. Uh... Nice. Yeah, the team we played were called The Machine. They were 12-0, and and uh, my team was 4-6. and six, But uh, we gave them a good game, man. We, we lost 7-6. Uh, it was a nail-biter, but what are you going to do? Um, I don't I know. What are you going goal- to do? Yeah, I played goalie tonight. I'm a goalie. Nice. This, is my, this is my 27th season. I've been around New Jersey hockey a long time. I played club hockey for Brick Township with James Van Riemsdyk. He's on the Bruins now. I don't know if you know him. But he was. I don't was know him personally.
0: I know. I, I know Van Riems yeah, like. He was
5: a longtime teammate of mine. But just uh, I'm just calling in, Chris, because I had to butt in as a goalie. Um, you know, this whole thing with the Shisterkin, uh Jonathan Quick being in his head. Like I guarantee you that that is not the case. Shisterkin, mm-hmm. if you watch the guy, he's his own worst enemy. He's the sharpest goalie in the NHL when he's on top of his game. Yep. The guy. The guy is never out of position. He plays with aggression. He's one of the best skaters on the ice. And the the fact that he's got a Stanley Cup, two-time Stanley Cup backup goalie behind him is, is no way, shape, or form, Chris, a bad thing for that kid. It's only a good thing. I agree. Like, I, So my thing is, is like the Rangers do need to ride the hot hand. They're in crucial games right now in the season where they need points and they got to finish at the top of the standings for playoffs because – you want to be in the in the top of the standings and don't want to go to Bruins the, to Boston for Game Seven. But I'm telling you, they're going to get Shostakin back in the net, and he's going to get right. Um, my my thing though is is Shisterkin still has a lot of growing to do. Like everybody thinks that he's like this longtime NHL vet, he's really still a kid. So he he will figure it out, and he's going to get it going. And I can't wait to watch the Rangers in the playoffs. And you know I call your show a lot, Chris. You're you're the man, though. Like no, awesome well, thank man.
0: you. I appreciate that. Yeah, but, but so but you're okay with you're okay with the current plan of giving him some time and playing quick.
5: Absolutely. I mean, it's not like he's not playing. These
0: guys practice every single day, and they go oh, right. And yeah, they yeah go but I mean, I'm hoping it motivates him. Like I'm hoping the idea of him losing ice time and losing, you know, his starting role at least, you know, in the short term, while he's working on things, is going to piss him off because I, I want to see how he reacts to it.
5: I mean what kind of professional athlete this is the same thing that we talked about when I called you up a couple months ago with with Wilson as the quarterback for the Jets like you mean to tell me that he doesn't want to go back in there when remember when they were like oh uh, I don't want to play for them play for them again like they did me dirty no you have a chip on your shoulder you're a professional athlete and your job is he, I'm telling you Stirkin's not soft like that's, that that's the craziest comment that I ever heard a caller say is that do you think he's rattled by Jonathan Quick? And I'll hang up, Chris. I love you, man. I'll call you you again
0: soon, All right. Yeah, uh, no problem. Thanks. Yeah, give us a call. I I don't think he's... You see, here's the thing, because I don't know if... I don't want to call him soft. I think that's a bit aggressive. I do agree with you that the, the idea that he could be rattled by Quick behind him as the backup goalie is ridiculous. I agree with that. I don't think that bothers him at all. But when you say he's not soft... And, again, I'm not calling him soft necessarily, but does he have that, like, you know, Lundquist had a fire about him. Like, Lundquist was one of the leaders of the team. Hank was Hank. And Hank, you know, gave a damn. And Hank would get pissed off. And Hank, you know, went out there and he would have games where, you know, it just felt like his presence was different and the the feeling around him was different and he wasn't going to give up a goal and the Rangers were going to win a game. Like, Igor has that ability. And has that talent to play well enough, where they are not. He can will them to not lose. But does he have that attitude? Does he have that want to? Does he have that desire? Does he have that instinct? Does he have that you know feel about him? And at times, a couple years ago, you felt it. But for the most part, now, I just I don't get that fire from him. I don't. And and again, hard thing to read. And I'm doing it from my couch, so I get it. But that's what I'd like if I I want to see if he has that fire in him, and this is a way to try and spark it. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered
1: by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus.
0: All right, 242, McMonigley with you, 877-337-6666. A lot about the Rangers and their goalie situation. A lot about Knicks as the deadline is now approaching 12 hours away. And it's time to do something. Go out there and get that secondary scorer. Go out there and get that piece that can run the offense with Brunson off the floor. Go out and get him. I think Brogdon's the guy. I know that there's some thoughts that he's not moving from Portland. I don't go figure out a way to go get him. Go get Clarkson. Go get a scorer. I mean, Burks is nice, Brown is nice. I don't know if they fit exactly what I'm trying to do, but it's something they got to go out and do something. And Burks has been here before. You know, he's a Tibbs guy. It could fit this team like a glove. Who knows? I trust Leon Rose and I trust Tibbs to go out there and make a make the move that helps this team bolster their run. They play tonight against Dallas. I'm sure Brunson's not playing. Uh Ananobi's already been ruled out. I mean, he continues to be ruled out days before the games. Like, how bad is this elbow injury? I'm really starting to get concerned by Ananobi and this el- elbow injury. I mean, how many, like, it was just, oh, it hurt in warm-up. It was a little elbow inflammation. Now it's a bone, bone spur issue. And he's being ruled out. He's already ruled out. He's not even going to get to the gym, shoot around, see how he feels. He's just out. I wonder how long, and, uh, you know, I don't know how much of a chance they'll have against Dallas without Brunson and without OG. 877-337-6666. Back to the calls. Matt in Morristown. What's up, Matt? How you doing,
2: sir? How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Uh, I just want to say, preface the call by saying uh, I've called him a few times, but I work overnight, so I really enjoy listening to your show. You know, you got your voice is voices. Great, great voice for the overnights, man. I just wanted to say
0: that. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, yeah, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Also, we uh, we if we don't heal now as a team, we will all die <laughs> as individuals.
0: As individuals, And that's football, guys. Yeah, I love the My my favorite part is the. is like you know the that's inches. the six inches. That's what living is. I love that part. Yeah. The six inches yeah. in front of your face.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't want to call and talk about much, but just with Al Pacino, if you're talking Al Pacino, yeah, you, know, you got to go Scarface,
0: no doubt, Scarface, yeah, and, and then, uh, those are the two. I mean, Scarface and Godfather to me are the two just you know classics that transcend you know you know culture. For, I mean, they're just enormous movies. So, which
2: Godfather did you like better, the second? I, the yes,
0: I am. I'm I'm a, I'm a Godfather too, man. One, I love De Niro and. That that whole side of the movie is phenomenal, but they're both great. But I do I think two is probably my favorite.
2: Okay, and just a lesser known one for Al Pacino that maybe someone might not say that mm. it's kind of later in his career is uh, I kind of liked was Devil's Advocate, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yet. of
0: course, the Devil's Advocate with uh, Keanu Reeves. It's uh, he plays yeah. he plays the the devil. Yeah, no, it's a yeah. that's a that's a great movie. I- I'm with you 100. He's very he's very good in that movie. Um, I'm trying to think of other. Um, under the radar movies uh, for him. Um, again, I think The Insider is an underrated movie. I know, uh, I believe that Russell Crowe was nominated for best uh, actor in that movie. Uh, Donnie Brasco is another one that people, him and Johnny Depp, forget it. That's really where Forget About It was born. Uh, Carlito's Way, Sent of a Woman. I believe he won the Oscar for Sent of a Woman. That's a great speech too. I love Sent a Woman. There was a time I could see, you know. And I have seen boys like these, younger than these, with their arms blown off, their legs torn off. But there is no sight worse than an amputated spirit. There is no prosthetic for that. And Harry and Bill, if you're out there, F you too. That's a, the the classic Al Pacino speech, center Woman. Because when the bow breaks, the cradle will fall, and it has fallen here today. I don't know what kind of leaders you think you're creating here. But William William Jennings, Brian, William Howard Taft, whoever, if they ever had a spirit, it is dead. Val in the Bronx, what's up, Val?
4: Brother Mac, what's going on?
0: What's up? How we doing?
4: We all right, we all right. You know, I, I want to talk some nicks with you, but you said something about Pacino. Yeah. My favorite. Pacino speech in a movie. I don't know. I might be a little bit older than you. I don't know if you go that far back. Uh-huh. Scarface when he uh, with the you need bad guys like me.
0: Yeah, sure. Say say that, goodbye to the bad guys. He's walking out of the yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh my God, that was the greatest Pacino one for me because the, the social commentary on that one is like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's sitting down amongst all the big rich wigs and he's like, yeah, 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 you're looking down at me, but you need me.
0: Yeah. But, well, um, I mean, so many. There's so many good scenes. So many yeah, funny. About it, I, I, I like one of the opening scenes when they ask him how they got the scar on his face. <laughs> like like this, yeah. I can't say it on the radio, and you don't say it either. But like, there's a <laughs> lot of there, that's a that's a hilarious line. And then he's got one of the great classic lines. I still every once in a while I'll use it. It's uh, all I have is my word and my balls, and I don't break them for nobody. I think nobody, that's a, it's a, a tremendous line. You know? Yeah,
4: and, and another good one too is him and uh, De Niro sitting across the table from each other. Is heat. heat, yes. Oh, that's a beautiful scene. But, um, as far as the Knicks stuff um not not I understand why you might say that, and I'm trying to see if I can maybe up your excitement level, okay, but I think Burks might actually be um somebody that works with what they're trying to do only because he's kind of like that Swiss army knife mm-hmm. that can do a great many things and play a great many positions. He can even run the point. There were times when he was with us before when we were. Um, you know, we had problems at at, at point guard uh, because of injuries and stuff like that. And he was literally playing point for like three, four weeks at a time. And not only that, depending on the price that he requires, mm-hmm. it might actually open them up to be able to make him and another move, as opposed to throwing mm-hmm. all your eggs in one basket for one move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Especially with the kind of injury problems that they have, and the way that it's happening. That you know, because we have front court problems in terms of injuries, we got. You know, the 2-3 problems in terms of injury. Brunson is starting to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That Swiss army knife kind of guy, like, I know you said that you're not too excited about Burks, but I think he might be one of those, just like how I was kind of like a little bit thrown off when they, because I know we've been chasing Nobi for a minute, but mm. when they did the trade at first and, and, you know, you were hearing things like we were holding off Barrett and quickly and we couldn't do Mitchell, but we'll do it for Noby. Like, I'm glad with what we have now. But at, when it first happened, I was like, I don't know, be for that. I don't know. Right, of course. I think Burks Burks kind of falls in a little bit of that same kind of situation. Yeah.
0: Listen, uh, I I don't disagree with you, Val. I I don't love him running the point. Could he do it? Sure. If he's forced, to done the, it. He's done it before. Yeah. I mean, you know? I, I, it's not that he can't do it. I just I'd rather have someone I feel more confident doing it. But you're right, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again right now. I trust Leon Rose. I trust the Nick, this Nick front office right now. I trust them to make the right move, whatever it is. If it's Burks, I'll sell myself on it. I don't. It's not, and it's not that I would hate it necessarily. I just have my sights set a little bit higher and someone who fits the role a little bit better. But would I be? No. If that's the move, that's the move, and, I, and I'm sure you will help and they'll coach it and they'll. They, I think they know exactly what they're looking for. Um. Right now, I trust the moves they make, so I'll I'll feel good about it. I'm not going to kill it. I'm not going to scream and yell about it. But I'll tell you that I just I don't know. Eh, but ag- agreed. I think that was my that was probably my reaction to the Ananobi trade too. It was probably eh. I I, I certainly didn't feel as passionate as many Nick fans did who killed it. But I certainly can't tell you I was pumped. I know Giannotti uh, loved the trade. There are some people who did love the trade initially. I did not, but I certainly didn't hate it. I was like, okay. I knew that I knew what he brought to the table, and I knew that that was uh, going to help them. But I thought losing quickly was probably going to really hurt them, and I do think that role is what they're looking for to replace. But it, I mean, they won sixteen out of nineteen. You can't say it's hurt them, but they they do need to replace that role on some level, and that's what they're going to be out there trying to do. But Burks does it at and to an extent, and I'm I'm not going to hate on it if they get him, but it's not it's not anything too crazy. I don't know. 877-337-6666. All right, as we go to break, let me give you a little bit of thoughts from the road. This is a segment I'm going to try and bring in every once in a while. Something that popped into my mind as I was driving in yesterday. Two things. One one has been on my mind for a while now, and I'm complaining about my wife. And then I saw a storefront window that made me think of the other one that's kind of been on the back of my mind. Two things as this is the weird stuff I'm thinking about driving home. Two things that have suffered from my childhood to now. Things that were better when I was younger than they are now. And, and people will tell you they're better now. They're not. Or at least one for sure. One, the soap game has gotten so much worse. I hate this foam soap. You cannot get a lather. You need a freaking ton of it. Like, my, my wife is obsessed with it, and we have, like, I'm constantly, I need two handfuls of soap. Like, I don't know if I have dry hands, but it just feels like the, the, the foam soap goes right into your hand. I can't get a lather. Just give me the good old-fashioned dial gel soap that I, or a bar of soap. This, this nonsense, and we even got one from Disney, where it gives you, you push it, and you get a little Mickey Mouse foam Ball. It does nothing. I hate foam soap, and it's everywhere. It's in the sinks here. It's every bathroom of my house. Everywhere you go, the new thing is this foam soap. It sucks. Liquid soap was so much better. You get so much of a better, you know, lather on your hands. I felt my like my hands are so much cleaner, and especially in today's day and age. Where I mean, it's it, I can't believe it's going to be a four year anniversary. It's crazy that it was four years ago. But I mean, four years ago when we were washing our hands. You know, every time we stepped out of our house, that the foam soap sucks. And that has taken a major dip. I go back to the way it used to be. Give me a bar of soap or give me liquid soap. Give me that big tub of orange orange dial. You remember it. That's what I want. I want liquid soap. The foam sucks. And then the second thing, now this one's a little bit more abstract, and I don't know what it says about us necessarily or... If, if stores just feel this way, but I was driving into the city and I saw a storefront. When did we stop caring about mannequins? Because if you noticed, like I remember when I was a kid and you went into a store and there were mannequins, they were full-blown full people with faces. And the mannequin, like, if it was a, a woman mannequin wearing women's clothes, she had lipstick on, her hair was done, there were earrings. It was a full-blown mannequin. Now they don't have heads. Now it's just shoulders. Now it's like I was just, you know, completely, just a complete, if there is even a head, it's just, you know, white or whatever color, just like the torso. Like, there's no longer mannequins. There's just things that hang, on, hang clothes on. Like, when did we stop? Trying to get a look of what people look like in the clothes. Like I remember when I was a kid, you walk into a store, they were, it was mannequins, and the women had makeup and like it was men. I remember walking into like Crombie and Fitch or whatever at the mall, and there was like a doofus, you know, high schooler with his you know with his backpack on, but he looked like Zach Morris. Like yeah, it was a mannequin. It was a it, now you go there, it's just it's nothing. There's no more faces. There's nothing. When did we stop caring about mannequins? I don't know why. I don't know why we, we've we gotten better at almost everything. Like every other thing at the store. You can go in there. You don't even need to. Like there are stores right now where you don't even have to. You just like put your phone on it. You bought it. You walk out. There's not even a register. Everything else has gotten better. But mannequins, we have taken a, way, a step back. I feel bad for these mannequin manufacturers. That's a job that we've lost. Who? I mean, there was someone who made sure those mannequins look like people. Now we don't care. They don't even have heads half the time. I don't get it. I don't get it. That one's not as bothersome, though. That's just a thing I've noticed. But the w- liquid soap, I miss liquid soap. Foam soap sucks. It's the worst. It's the worst thing by far of all the different nuances and changes in our culture. The foam soap is the worst one. I need my liquid soap back. And I, my wife doesn't, she won't let me. And I started showering with bars of soap, too. Bars, I, I stopped with the crap. You know, spending all this money on you know the big thing of of liquid soap for the shower. Thank God that's not foamed. Thank that's Thankfully, that's still at least liquid. But I'm telling you, I, the bar of soap it it's so much better. I feel like I go th- I, I I use less soap. It's gonna last me longer. They have all these really great scented ones. Like uh, I don't know. They have like what's the name of that company? Um, I haven't bought any Dove. Uh, no, not Dove. <laughs> that's the only one I can think of to to the bar soap. No, not Dove. The like the, the one with all the flavors, like Pine Tar and uh, they have the commercials that's like a Sasquatch on the on the box. I forget the name of it. I get emails from them uh, every once in a while. I'll come up with it. But no, not Dove. Although there's nothing wrong with a good bar of Dove soap, but no. No. Not Dove. So, what is it called? I gotta look it up. Let me see. I bet you if I type in bar of soap, it'll just come up. Uh, yeah, it is called uh, Squatch. Uh, doctors, Doctor Squatch. Wood barrel bourbon. These are all the flavors they have, it's tremendous. This is the first time I've ever seen this. You've never seen Doctor Squash no, bars no. of soap, yeah? No, hell yeah. Much better than that. I'm telling you, it's it's better than the bar soap is the way to go.
3: For uh, for the shower, really? Yeah, oh, I'm more of a liquid.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I mean, for years we have we've been doing it, but I'm telling you, I get I have like a uh, it's not really a loofah, but it's a type of loofah, I guess, whatever. And I just the bar soap gets in the loofa, it lathers up real quick. Then I wash off the bar soap, put it back. I feel like I barely used it, ready to go. That bar soap's going to last me forever. It's better, but at least it's not, at least still, if you're going to go with the liquid, at least it's liquid. The, the foam soap, I feel like I have to push it 35 times to get almost a full handful of soap if I'm going to have any kind of real lather where I can wash. We're supposed to wash our hands for 20 seconds. If I just put one little like thing in my hand, it lasts half a second. The soap is gone. It's, it's just gone. It goes into my hands. Maybe I need to moisturize. I'm open to that idea, but I hate the foam soap. So that's what I was thinking about on my way into work yesterday. I was thinking about how soap has gotten worse with technology. Let me see if, Marco, you just happen to walk in on this. So I've noticed that there are a couple things that have changed for the worse um, in, our, in our history from my time of being a kid to now. And number one is soap. I hate foam soap. I feel like you can't get a good lather. You know like the the like the foam soap in the bathroom or like in my house like just the the old dial liquid soap was so much better. You put a little bit of liquid soap and you had like a full hmm. lather of soap. Now this foam stuff you need to have like two handfuls just to get a, you re- do need a good amount. They don't yeah. give you
1: much, no. But I think that's part of it because I think when we were younger, we put as much as we wanted. Right now, it's done for us. I, I mean, well, so you don't like the level that they're giving you? No, I feel like the soap disappears
0: into my hands. I don't know if like I, you know, my I have dry skin and the soap just like absorbs. But I feel like I need literally two big handfuls. And when I was supposed to wash our hands for twenty seconds, we got that lesson four years ago. Mm. So like to, to last happy twenty seconds, and all Sing that? happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right, exactly. To, to sing happy birthday, I can't make it through. And then the other one I've noticed is, what happened to mannequins? Like when you walked into a store when you were a kid, like the mannequins were people with faces. Like the, the, the women wearing, that, the mannequins wearing dresses had that, lipstick. That is what a mannequin and, is, yes. Yeah, but now, no, some of them don't even have heads or arms. It's just like, you know, they've completely abandoned the idea of trying to make a mannequin look like a person. Now, Doesn't I'm assuming you anymore. don't
1: run into this problem where you live, right? Because you're still living in the 50s <laughs> no, where, in this pleasant that you I have. live. So no. by you, there's still mannequins. But no. everywhere else, no, you don't actually need it to look like anyone. Yeah. You just need the actual body frame. Yes,
0: that's all you need. It's so a frame. That's, that's what it's become.
1: Yeah, that's basically what it's necessary. I don't, I don't do you, like it. I don't like it. I, I mean, I do, like you, it. do you want to have a conversation with it? Well, I'm just, do you want to take it home? No. Like, what, what, what no you, I'm just saying. I want to, I want to feel like... It's actually showing what it looks like on a person.
0: I feel you, like so you, lose, you need everything. I feel like you lose a
1: little bit of the. It's not the enough to you that you're looking at a mannequin that your body type is not gonna fit. Right. You need to see the face that goes with it yeah. to see if that's gonna eh, match up.
0: Yeah. I remember walking in at Roosevelt Field Mall. I remember walking in the Abercrombie and Fitch store, and Zach Morris was sitting there. You know, it looked just like Zach Morris. It had blonde hair. It was a person. It was it was some you know obnoxious teenager who was showing me exactly how it might look on a person. Now it's just like some nameless, faceless thing. The clothes are just hanging on it. I, it's, not, it's It sucks.
1: I miss the mannequins where it was like in a pose and you could just like high five. Them. Right.
0: They'd be even in a pose. The, the, they'd be a, the, You go to the whatever store and the, the for winter coats and they'd be skiing and like now it's just none of that. None of that. All the all of the uh, actual uh, you know, effort put in or creativity is completely gone with mannequins. Oh, so completely you, gone. So you need effort now.
1: Well, I just think there's a job of someone who had a job of making well, mannequins see, look like you people. Now you missed something here. That w- we've evolved We're in life, jobs. and now you're looking for effort in a job. Yeah. And yeah. we went to mannequins. Well, I'm just saying. There's a I've lot of things that there's no effort in job. I've just I got to no- tell you, mannequins was kind of low on my list. I'm just saying I've noticed it where there there's no
0: more... Effort in making mannequins look like people.
1: Yeah, let's be honest, Mac. There's no more effort in life.
0: Well, I, okay. Well, but this is one that just happened to really jump out at me.
1: Yeah, I still don't understand why a shirt. You need to see the person's lips to see if that. Yeah. You know, matches up. I want to see what it looks like on a person. I would think when
0: do they when they still send catalogs right when you get a catalog for a casual male XL like I get my catalogs. It's not just like it's not just a picture of a shirt. There's the, a model that they paid to model the clothing in the catalogs. Why is that still a thing? Why not? You know, because you want to know what it looks like. You don't have just, you know, on some nameless fa- fame uh, frame, it's like a dude walking the beach. I'm like, I could look like that on the beach.
1: Huh. So you get catalogs in the mail, and this is how you shop for stuff no, while you're looking still- for good mannequins.
0: I'm not looking for good mannequins. Well, I'm, you need I'm, to
1: see the good mannequin to, f- to figure out if you need to, to buy the I, shirt.
0: I, I, it was better when While I had that While looking at
1: catalogs you get yes. in the mail.
0: And then yeah, you're going to tell things. me
1: you don't live in Pleasantville.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I still get catalogs in the mail necessarily. <laughs> but, like, you see them. You go online. You look up casual mail. Excel there's still, like, some models. You know. And I don't need the mannequin necessarily, but I used, it was better when we had them. The li- I don't I, my hands are still clean with the with the foam soap. It's not as good. Well, like if with there's soap no soap. Better. I
1: don't know if it's clean. That's 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 a misnomer. If I, if I if you have no soap on your hands, don't tell me they're clean.
0: No, I'm saying I I use enough to make them clean. Wow. Okay, but I I'm saying I still get the job done. I just hate it. It's not as good. I can still picture what I would look like in that shirt, but it's not as appealing to me.
1: Could it be? That they've gotten away from the faces on the mannequins simply because we hate everyone, and we may not buy that shirt because it looks like it's on some sniveling snot-nosed punk, and we don't want to necessarily no, identify th- with that.
0: No, I think that's you and people issues that you have. See oh, I like.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I like.
0: I like I'm people. alone now. I like people. I want to walk in and see people modeling the clothes. You, 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 you want to? You, you think you can connect more to a, a headless frame?
1: I'm not looking to connect with anyone, I need a shirt. (laughs)